Welcome to the Experts Podcast, where we take you behind the scenes of what it really means to be in the media. Featuring interviews with media stable experts and some of Australia's prominent media. We'll break down some of the myths, the fears, the skills and the knowledge needed to succeed in the media. The Experts Podcast is for the business owner, communicator, PR professional, leader of industry or anyone looking to develop their profile to be a recognised expert. The Experts Podcast is powered by Media Stable. Well, hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Experts Podcast. Nick Hayes with you. Hello, Carmen Braidwood. Hi, Nick. Good to be here. Good to be here. And we've got a really special guest with us, Carmen. You know, we tend to bring some of the guests. I think I call them special every single time. (laughs) But this one, for a lot of people out there, if you're a football follower, and particularly in the West, if you're a West Coast Eagles fan, you'll love hearing this. Because uh, he, he's not just a footballer or oh, a former no. footballer. Well, he's a premiership player. He's a premiership player. He's a bit of a broadcaster. Yeah, and I always knew. I picked it a good oh, half a decade ago at least, I said. This man's going to be a broadcaster after he finishes working. So in this the is your on, fault, is it? Is this your fault, Carmen? It might be. It I might have be. had a little something to do with well, helping let, it out. I let's don't know. have a chat to him. His name's Will Schofield. Will, welcome to the show. G'day, Nick. G'day, Carmen. Yeah, that was the uh, Fitz, Carmen and Fitzy show yeah. on uh, on 96 FM. Yeah, and you were our footy guy, or the, you were the footy guy, but also the West Coast Eagles representative come to talk um, footy with us each week. Oh, well, the West Coast representative, correct. I was the one that used to come into the studio and the Freo ones never used to come in. You used yeah. to get them on the phone if they even had a representative. So Spot on, Will. I kind of got it from a very early age that I knew that being in person is a lot easier to talk than doing it over the phone. Or Spot on. Yeah, and do you know what? Your attitude to media as a footy player, and I've interviewed tons of footy players over the years, your attitude to media, I think, changed me from being a Docker supporter into <gasps> oh my, that's, a West Coast that supporter. That is phenomenal. Because so, as on, a fan on. of the Dockers, I was so pissed off that they could never get a Docker on the radio. So hang on, hang on. Let me just get this straight. You changed your allegiance, your football team, just off the back of Will Schofield coming into the studio as opposed to the Fremantle. To be fair, it's a bit of a distance for a Fremantle player to get up oh. to a- And my attitude. Studio. Just Not just my presence, my attitude. It's his attitude. Well, he just was keen. He was a uh, nice guy. And when you won the premiership, I was like, well, how can I not be happy? That's probably enough uh, all I've got time for that's today. Yeah, man all swapping to go, so the job's done. I think you've achieved everything that you've ever had to <laughs> achieve. Hey, but, Will, but it is a really good uh, piece of advice yeah. to anyone out there. Make the effort to get into the studio because if you – are doing an interview or if you want to express yourself in a way that uh, is going to come across authentic and real, no better to do it in front of uh, the person that you're broadcasting with. Over the phone, it can be so distant. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've certainly got better at it as, as I've grown more experienced in the media, but from a very, you know, I was quite young when we were working together, Carmen, back mm. then, and, and I still understood, though, that... Um, yeah, first and foremost, get in front of people and make connections because it's just difficult to jump on the phone. You don't know who you're speaking to, prompting and actually, you know, you can use hand and, and yeah. eyes and it, yeah. it's very different. And you did well at probably playing to our, our egos a little bit. I could always tell you'd been listening to the show. You know, like you'd walk in and you'd be like, oh, that was funny or that was sucked or how, well, how well, did that work? Well, that's or, it, right? Well, um, if you walk in somewhere to a business interview or, or even something like this or – somewhere that you haven't researched, 
you can tell. People can tell that you don't know what you're talking about and you don't know what you're doing there. So that was just a part of research, I suppose. Now, was it you that put your hand up as the West Coast Eagles representative or did the West Coast Eagles say, Will, get your butt into 96 it's and a have a chat? good question. I've always wondered how this works. No, that was, that was me. Um, I mean, footy is just a, such an interesting space because you've got such great exposure, for one, and you've got you've got, for use of a better word, you've got pull, right? People yeah. know who you are. You mm. can walk in and talk about things and and people listen, which which makes no sense because we're football players, right? That doesn't mean anything. Yeah, I've always wondered about Correct. that. Correct. <laughs> but if you use it in the right way, you also have this um, fishbowl type setting where the footy clubs and, and the industry wants to protect everything and, and the insight isn't encouraged. It certainly wasn't for me as a young age to give insight and be honest, but... That's how I am as a person. So finding the right balance between giving insight and being honest. So when you, Carmen, would ask me a question um, about game style, mm. rather than saying, look, I don't want to talk about that, you can talk about things and be honest, but be protective of your brand or your club's brand or your employer's brand. So that's probably a bit a lot of my style is giving honesty and, and being uh, truthful. Yeah. But I'm still... Smart enough to not tell you exactly. Yeah, what you I'm had thinking. to toe the company line. You know, footy players, I think we all know, are very heavily media trained, and a, a great frustration as a broadcaster for me used to be asking footy players questions, getting the same answer. So when you got someone like Will in studio, it was always very refreshing because you could make it fun. So did Will finally say, you know, uh, well done, Will, great, uh, you, you had a great game. Yeah, it was a full team effort. Did Will just say, yeah, it was all me, I, I did it. I'm the one that I'm the one that won the game. Now that was the grand final. I saved that. Between <laughs> 2018, which I did win you by did myself. Win. No one else had anything to do with it other than that. You really, I was so happy for you watching that game. And we spoke the day after. Do you remember that call? No. <laughs> Sorry? Are you serious? Yeah, I am serious. My producer called the team and you were all in the airport in the Virgin Lounge. You are kidding. I did not know this story. You were on 6PR uh. weekend breakfast with me the day after the 2018 Grand Final. You are joking. You don't remember it, do I you? do not at all. Well, you were funny. No. Oh, I'll tell you what, I was funny. I hadn't had a lot of sleep, Carmen. <laughs> you could tell. But you were wonderful. You are so generous. And I remember you getting on the phone and going, hello, Carmen, because <laughs> I could tell you were thinking, this cow hates the Eagles. She's a Docker supporter. No. What's she going to say now? No, no. So that, that is one thing, though, that um, I've come out of footy and I'm a West Coast player and I'm a premiership player and, and people pigeonhole not only the football side but the, the West Coast side as well. Mm. I, I will I, – give myself some credit I, I have no real allegiances to football clubs look I love West Coast they gave me everything professionally but I will just as quickly um, cr- criticize not really my style but I'll, I'll just as quickly speak about West Coast in a negative form that I mm. would free I, I've never been a West Coast everything Freya kind of guy because yeah. I well I was never a fan either they were my employer West Coast yeah yes. and he didn't have that West Australian upbringing well, that you, we you know that causes us to feel that way yeah. you, you were a Geelong boy you yes. born am, a, am a Geelong boy am a Geelong mm. boy never, correct never, never yeah. take Geelong out of the boy yeah but <laughs> what happened couldn't get a gig at, at the Cats or no no well I mean <laughs> for for footy you, you I was drafted as a seventeen year old so you go into the pool of of uh, you know every hopeful of that year and and it's your best guess is where, where you're going to head. Gonna end, yeah. yeah, so there's no real pathway to play from where, where you're from. So um, I was pretty ready to get out of Geelong. I've I've always been probably a bit more mature for my age. I've got two very older brothers that uh, I used to hang out with as as a you know 15 year old. I'd be hanging out with my 30 year old brother, and yeah, and, cool. and so that sort of added some maturity to it. Um, 
but like West Coast and, and Western Australia has been the best thing ever. And professionally now, I've been here long enough that if it wouldn't make any sense for me to go home. You're not yeah. going. You're I just I have no I have no business connections. I have no profile whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um and, and my wife's family's from here. So yeah. all I would be going home for is to hang out with my mates, which is great, but you can't make a living out of that. You and I have taken a similar path. I'm originally from Melbourne as well, except I, I just didn't win a premiership. But um <laughs> Will, you're a broadcaster now, and I think this is where you're heading with your professional career moving forward because you're a podcaster, but also just come off the back of uh, a summer series with 6PR. Really enjoyed listening. I've actually gone on the record as saying you were the best on ground as far as the uh, fill-ins. Uh, we don't like calling them the B team, do we, uh, Carlton? Oh. It's the B team. It's the, yeah, B, it's team. the B team. Yeah, like, some, some of them were C and some of them were D. <laughs> but can I just say, Will, what I love about what you're doing is that um, your approach to it and genuinely interested in your interviews with experts and commentators and with anyone, really, that just presents themselves in front of you, you've got a skill there. Where did that come from? Oh, um. Oh, you'd go, you'd go as far back as my upbringing, my mum and dad, really. But, um, you know, having that level of intelligence to be able to hold a conversation um, and it probably strip back the ego a little bit. I, even though I've been a footy player and had a public profile, I don't always think it's about me and, and oh, what, what, what I think matters. Although it does, if you've got a guest in front of you, that's what matters, you, yeah. especially as a broadcaster, as a host. You, people, yeah, they'll hear your voice and they're there tuning in to listen to you, but they're they're interested in the story or the yeah. person. And, and, and so, what's in it for them. Well, that's right. It? And then to yeah. make that easier, you have to listen. Like you have to the, – the biggest thing that I was taught uh, – Russell Wolfe was, was a huge mentor of mine. I, I um, cut my teeth, I suppose, over at the ABC. I did, yeah. I did a summer of digital – which had about four listeners. I ran my own <laughs> show in there for about eight weeks. Mate, uh, that was hard yards you did correct. to improve your craft. Well, yeah, but before that I was on breakfast. Well, before that I was 96 with Carmen. It wasn't all last will, I know that. Covered, <laughs> covered for Zave Ellis over at Nova. And then I, I did Russell and Nadia breakfast. I used to go on every, every week. So I did that for three years unpaid. I jumped on uh, Fridays for a half hour to an hour mm-hmm. Uh for nothing, which is which is really rare as a footballer because mm. they, you know, it, one it was the ABC. That's why. But two, uh, footballers get paid to talk, like and, and and whether that's and right easily. Or wrong. You yeah. kind of get the gigs without even having to try yeah. hard, I suppose. So I sat down with Russell before I went onto the ABC and I said, look, this is what I'd like to do. I'd like to increase my experience and exposure. Um, let's do something. He said, look, going to be honest, right right now, not going to be <laughs> not going to pay you, but. I'll teach you and um, give me experience. So he turned into an incredible mentor for me, mm. um, and just a just a massive loss to the industry yeah. losing him like we yeah, did not not too man. long ago. Just a great man, but the, the thing that great made him great, and hopefully I learned a lot from him was um, was how he was with people. And so I'd like to think that I have that in me that you can talk to people that you can. Uh, converse and listen, and and that's the most important thing. It's a, one of the biggest things he preached to me was listening. Yeah, I, I think listening is the number one thing. A, a bit of advice to anyone in media is listen to the question, listen to what is going on, and you know, really responding back to also to the environment that you're in. What yeah. what level? What kind of what kind of emotional level are we at? What kind of speed and tempo are we at? And you cannot listen as a guest on media or an interviewer if you're sticking to a script. You've got to get your eyes up. And you've got to stop speaking from rote memory and just riff. So at ABC, um, 
everything's scripted there because as a host, you panel. So um, you don't have a panelist. <laughs> what is this? Oh. What is this voodoo of yeah. a speaker who's panelling yeah. at the same well, time? Well, it's on crazy the radio. though because, well, <laughs> you're speaking, right? And, you, and you're hosting a guest and you've got to know where you're getting out, what time. They're very, uh, they're automatic news over there. So there's no, yeah. uh, no 701. It's, mm-hmm. it's on the dot and you've got to press the right button. So <laughs> I, I didn't really get any training. I had about 10 minutes training before I was chucked on air. Wow. And, uh, <laughs> So you're scripted over there, and you're right. The scripting is horrible for listening because you're just reading your next question. But how, so how can you script Will Schofield? Yeah, that, that would be like trying to hold back the tide. <laughs> what are you? Who is who's crazy to even think that you can do that? Well, what I hope happened, Will, is that you were able to hang the Will personality over that script. And, yes. and that's what any of us can do. If you are thrust into a situation where you must work from a script, and I often am as a um, you know I do television, which is sometimes quite heavily advertorial, you have to find a way to make it palatable by hanging a bit of calm and personality on top of this thing that's a bit of a client. Otherwise, you're just a newsreader. I'm not saying that's poor, but Mm. but that's very straight up and down reading the news, right? They're reading a script and that's how you do it. You need to be able to add your tone. Mm. Uh, And for me, that's being more relaxed and listening. And if there's a question that needs to be asked, asking that, not going, okay, what colour shirt are you wearing? Okay, grey. Tell me where you bought that. You know, (laughs) you need to be able to bounce around a bit, right? Are there any skills you've taken from your footy career over to broadcasting? Yes. Yeah, lots. Um, I mean, it's highly structured, disciplined, um, uh, hardworking. Being an elite athlete um, is is a great uh, avenue to work in the media because you've got to be able to work hard. You've got to be able to be resilient. Um, you've got to be able to strip your ego back because especially for someone like me who was dropped every second week playing <laughs> for West Coast, you, you can't drop your bundle when something doesn't go right. And also the public uh, nature and the feedback, the instant feedback you get on radio, you get that as a football player as well. Yeah. I, I had someone say to me um, n- not that long ago actually, around Christmas time, uh, you know, I, I had to go and study at Whopper um, to for four years in order to get the job you're doing. They were pretty, um, oh, I, I no. guess, angry. I was jealous, whatever it was. Yeah. My response back to that was, well, I had to play 14 years as an elite athlete. Yeah. To get, like, I, I had to do my time too, and I've put in a lot of work. I haven't just rolled in because I'm a football. No, name. that's right. Go, like, if you got any footballer off the street, they couldn't come in and. Maybe a little different if you were on a a celebrity or, sorry, a a reality TV show that you've been on there for like, you know, two months and then all of a sudden you're now the host of a breakfast program that's been running for 12 years. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Top rating. And that can frustrate people. But honestly, getting that job's one thing, but then keeping it is another. So Mm. those people who do get that kind of perceived overnight success, they will prove themselves in in getting the runs on the board. And Nathan Morris is a good example in our city of someone who's done that. And he's good. He's good. But he's an exception. I mean, he's someone that they don't really normally last that long. Yeah, but he was one of the first series of Big Brother. Correct. he's a freaking hilarious guy he got on that show and now he's doing radio be, i'd be very surprised if he's not one of the most hard-working people in the industry exactly. correct correct hello nathan listens to the experts podcast <laughs> hey uh, of your 21 other colleagues on the football field mm. is there anyone else that you've played with that could be doing what you're doing i mean well not not really oscar allen's one that i see a lot of myself in him he's, yep. he's yeah, uh, not not pumping my own tyres up. But you've got you've got to be smart enough as a footballer to answer the questions uh, with some insight. Yeah. So if I would say eighty percent, ninety percent of athletes 
aren't quite smart enough to be able to do it, so they just give the team answers, yeah. the, the straight up and down answers that don't give any insight because they don't know how to protect the brand while giving insight. So mm. it's hard to do. But, yeah, Oscar Allen's very good. Um, I mean, you see Zave Ellis is in the media. Yep. Um, he's doing a good job over with Basil. But there's not too many. You know, Sharon Wellingham does some stuff in the footy space. But getting yourself out of football, yep. of that, uh, you know, persona that, okay, all he knows is sport and footy, that's difficult. Um, so you have to be able to put runs on the board, like you said, and mm. be able to be diverse with who you speak to and listening. Again, you've got to be able to listen. Now, you're also a man who's turning out to be remarkably entrepreneurial. Has that always been a part of who you are or did the club give you some training that helped you nah. sort of do things like start businesses? I think, yeah, starting businesses has got to be self-driven. Um, I think that's difficult to teach sometimes, that sort of flares. But, I've, yeah, I've kind of always had that within me, um, especially towards the back end of my career at West Coast. I started setting up a few businesses, doing some different things. Um, yeah, I mean, I actually met with someone at the footy club today and spoke about coming out of the game. You, you live in this highly structured, highly... Uh, organised uh, a specific goal to reach mm. for, the Premiership Cup, right? That's all that footballers ever want to do. Mm. You come out of that and you have nothing. And and I don't mean um, no money or somewhere to live. I mean, you don't have a goal. It's, mm. it's, uh, it's difficult to switch your mindset from, okay, we're going to win a Premiership and I'm going to train this, this, this and this and I'm going to be at training this day to... All right, you're on your own. Yeah, you and when that goes wrong, thing. it's very well documented, isn't it? We see it a well, lot. Well, that's why it's common because it's difficult. It's not easy. Like I, I prepared myself well. I'd set a business up while I was playing or two businesses actually and it's still difficult because everything, your whole life changes. It, it, it'd be like working in media your whole life and then you get either retire or get sacked. Or you which, get sacked. No one in radio till you've been sacked and well, that's what happened to me. Well, I... <laughs> I, pre- I, pre- I retired, but I got sacked effectively. I never, got, I never got through the front door. <laughs> but like, yeah, you, you kind of, um, don't know, you, once you finish up, you, you need something to do. But once it happens, you, you, you've got to be able to move to something completely different. I think what you did was very important, you know, starting before it happens. You know, it's an inevitable end to a career like yours and a career like mine. The minute I walked in the door at 96FM, I knew I was there on borrowed time. I was like, this is going to end one day. Yeah. And so I did things like set up my business website. I didn't know what the business was yet, but I had the website. You know, you just do little things. You learn little things along the way to prepare yourself for the inevitable end. Because, unfortunately, everything comes well, to an end. Well, everything does come to an end. And uh, that line of questioning is going to come to an end because we – I just want to tap into a little bit about your podcast, Yes, Will. I mean, it, it's called Backchat 2.0. Well, we've cut the 2.0, just Backchat. Is it we've, just Backchat? We've cut 2.0. 2.0. What is it 2.0? Was there a form well, there of Backchat? Well, ba- there was a ba- there was a formerly known as. <laughs> oh, right. Well, so I, I started Backchat yeah. in about oh my third year with a mobile phone in between us. Yeah. Uh, it was myself and Kale Morton, actually. Right. And then I was always a constant. Kale got delisted. Cal Sinclair came in and did it oh, with yeah. me. He did some radio over here yep, in Perth. He's yeah. over in Sydney now. He's good talent. Save Ellis did it for a bit. Jacob Brennan did it for a bit. But it was kind of always me. And then uh, we we ended up getting it sponsored at the club. Is that is that by Quirky Jerky? Uh, no, is no. Sponsor? This is when I was at the club. <laughs> and, um, yeah, and I had to shut it down because we had some disagreements with where those – anyway. Okay. So I shut it down. Sure. So when I, when I rebooted it, we had yeah. to call it something with something extra. Sure. But you know what? Backchat's mine, so it's Backchat. Yeah, well done. So anyway, yeah, that's my podcast now. Yeah. So I, what's it all about? Insight, real, real sports insight. So 
given my experience and literally what I've been talking about right now, I understand how much insight can be given um, if the right questions are asked, if yeah. the right environment is there. Sports people, um, whether you love – I mean, sport people – people love sport. doesn't matter what you do. Sport in some form is a part of most people's lives. And I think people want insight. They just don't understand how much can be given. So I've, I've built my own studio. I've got um, something above that podcast, which is uh, effectively Backchat Studios, that we're going to bring a bunch of podcasts underneath. And, and really, it's about insight. So whether it's sport or if it's in business or if yep. it's in real estate or if it's in growing grass, whatever it is, that's what that's what I want to do. I've got a, I've got a sponsor for you if you're growing grass one. You know him, Michael Martinez. Positively growing. Oh, God, yeah. He would love that. What I do like about your style, and, and I think this is something where it's quite unique and different, that um, you can ask always the same questions. And we don't like to ask the same questions here, comes, do we, oh, on the no. Experts podcast? It's, so far. <laughs> well, you know, we, we try to go off a little bit off the, the rails because we want to get be, behind the scenes. And I think you do that beautifully. And I, I, I refer back to the, the Andrew Bogart uh, interview that mm. you did at one of our best basketballers to ever run. Yep. He started off very hard. Stiff. Stiff. But you managed to warm him up and get a genuine character out that I was sitting there going, how are you doing this? What's the secret? What is the secret? Is it because, as an elite athlete, or is it because you've sort of felt the same things that he's felt? You got him. You got him out of his... You're dem- well, you're demonstrating to me that you listen to the podcast because you're spot on. Yeah. When he first sat down, he was just, yeah, stiff. Well, because that's how athletes are, because yeah. it's the media, right? You know, like, I'm not going to give this person anything. Yeah. Um, how I, well specifically Andrew Bogut, I just have to, you just have to make him laugh. So yeah. I, I don't know if you remember specifically. <laughs> I do. I I asked him right. You're Australia's best basketball expert, number one draft, went through your life in college. Um, you went into the NBA, played ten years in the NBA. What was more difficult? That grind, turning yourself from a nobody into absolutely our best basketball expert of all time, or going for Essendon for the last <laughs> 15 years. <laughs> He's an Essendon supporter. I did a bit of research. He was an yeah, Essendon supporter. Yeah. I hadn't played finals for yeah. 23 years or whatever it is. Yep. And it made him laugh. Yeah. And then as soon as he laughed, he realised I wasn't there to get him. I'm yeah. not out to get him. So, yeah, I definitely used that. Uh, I like loosening people up a little bit. So yeah. whenever I did pre-records for 6PR or even when you came in, Nick, having a chat before you interview. Yeah. yeah. Rather than just sitting down and going, right, all right, sit down, mate. Yeah, all right, we're, we're about to go in 10 seconds. People get nervous. They doesn't do. matter how experienced sure. they are. Yeah. And you guys, that's what you're preaching, right, is the, the expert side of things. You can sit down and know everything you need to talk about. But being in front of a microphone, putting headphones on, lights on, you can get nervous. Yeah. yeah. And so, if you're not prepared for yeah. that, it can really throw you. So yeah. how, do you, how do you beat nervousness? Laughing. And then you relax and then you're just having a conversation. And everyone can talk to people. Yeah, check it out, people. Hard chat. Mm. Back uh, chat. Back, back chat. chat, come on. Well, hard chat was not available. Hard chat. Yeah, let's be hard. Oh, Carms knows I make a mistake. We just want a reminder that the it, lesson. It's, the, it's what's there. It's, Perfection And then remember that back chat. Yeah, back the, chat. So, yeah, and we're, we're videoing that as well. So we've got, we got really big ambition to turn that into a, you know, similar to a lot of American podcasts where they do live shows on YouTube that backdoors into video content that backdoors into a podcast. Yep. yep. Um, that's kind of what we're putting together. And it's been exciting. There's a lot of work though. It's not, it's not just sit down with a mobile phone like I used to and put it in the middle of us and 
Well, quality, chat. quality now. You, yeah. Because you've got to deliver a product to an audience that's expecting quality. Yeah. You can't deliver half half no. baked no. material anymore. And you want it to look and sound great, and you want to do a lot of things with it. But that all takes time, like you point out. Mm. How have you managed to actually structure that? Because my biggest feedback from my clients, you know, businesses is like, I have no time to do this. Yeah. How do you implement? Um, good question. I mean, I was too busy. I was running so I, the businesses I set up when I was playing footy was a, mine was a di- digital marketing agency, which we we turned in eighteen months into a pretty decent deal. I thought we had forty clients and were running effectively digital teams for the entire uh, our, every client, and we couldn't hire people, so it got crazy. So <laughs> having moved out of that and sold sold myself out of that, it's given me more time. Uh, really, you need time and. Honestly, like I've had to put a lot of my own money into it, um, yeah. and and we're we're at the point now where we've got listenership where I can go and get it sponsored. We've signed a couple of sponsors the last couple of weeks, but it, like it, it's been so difficult because you can't. It's the chicken or the egg. Like you can't just put a product out there and and you know we do this and this for free because mm. you need the time. You need you need some money to go and get the equipment to mm-hmm. to distribute it. Um, and you need good people as well. So I've, I'm pretty fortunate with my business partner there, Dan Const, who's my co-host, as you two are working very well together. But we've got a bunch of guys from uni helping us out as well. So it's been been hard. Just while we're on, Dan, can can you ask Dan to stop mentioning his uh, best four figures, five for 16 for two at Hill? <laughs> it's really? driving me insane. Every time he just wants – does he have that little cricket ball in his hand It has all the to time? be done, mate. So that's what, well, that's one thing we do on the podcast. We ask the same question. <laughs> you, you're worried about the same question. Mm. We do ask one question to every guest, which is what is your best sporting achievement? Yeah. Not in your selected sport. That's oh, another yeah. thing that – honestly – uh, although it's funny, that's to get them off guard. I was yeah. going to say that's a great icebreaker because for Andrew, it was it was poker. Yep. Andrew Bogart is, a, is an exceptional poker player, yeah. and that'll become something that Backchat is famous for as well. You know, that's yeah. a thing you can really hang your hat off, and all of us can answer that question. Even me with Correct. no sport background, What's I'm your going best sporting achievement. Uh, it would have been catching the cricket ball when Brian Lynn hit it in primary school See, at Falls at Road, <laughs> and the whole school yes. literally stopped and went. Carmen caught that ball. Yeah. No one could believe it that, more than me. That's that, that, that's that's exactly what it is. And and we ask these athletes. So Peter Bowl, right? We interviewed yeah. Peter Bowl, which is my favourite interview I've ever done in my entire career because yeah. I'm well, I was an 800 meter runner, so I got my fanboy on quite mm, a lot. Right, yeah. love Peter that. Bowl. But asking him, and he he can dunk a basketball. He was a basketballer before he awesome. was a runner. So it just continues on. All f- footballers are all got sporting background. You know, Chris yeah. Marston was a great runner and Daniel Venables won a, uh, an under nine 80 metre hurdles race. His state, state champion under nine 80 metre hurdles. It's, it's funny and it makes them laugh and then and then do your thing. Well, my, my one was yes. uh, the 1993 Mordialic Football Club Best Utility Reserves. I've got to throw the reserves in because I wasn't seniors. but uh, <laughs> It's even better when it's like that. That's the cool, reserves. Yeah. Mordialic. Mordialic there Footy you go. Club. Yeah, no, it was big back in those days. It mate. 1993. Um, if there's one thing that you're looking forward to in your broadcast career, because it looks that is where you're heading and, and doing, what are... The, where do you t- want to take this? You've got your businesses that you're doing with your podcast. Where, where do you think you can take this? Yeah, I've, I've got really high ambition for what I'm doing with the, the space. Like not only we have the podcast, but I guess, uh, yeah, I'm looking above that. And, and I, I look to Ameri- America a lot with what people do in the space. And, yeah. and 
yeah, remaining independent, being able to uh, work with sponsors and people as I see fit. Don't have someone sitting over the top of me telling me what I can and can't say. I don't mm-hmm. usually react very well to that. Um, yeah, I've got ambitions to change the way, firstly, how sport's covered in, in not only Western Australia, but Australia with, with greater insight because of my experience. Not saying there's not guys that have um, in the media right now that, that don't. There's not a lot of independent guys though. There's not sure. there's not really anyone that's independent. Very so true. That you've got great experience in Channel Seven, Channel Nine, a lot of the radio stations, but there's always someone there. Uh, and, yeah, and whether or not that impacts Yeah, you 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 have a responsibility to your employer where if I'm my employer and I'm the one doing the deals with sponsors and, and doing the deals with guests and and I'm the reason well, that's a great advantage. So I've I've got really high ambition to yeah, change the way that sports are done in Australia. Smart way for a broadcaster to mitigate that right now might be to offer you the deal of a lifetime to come into their stable. So how would you view something like that? Is this happening right now? Are you, are you offering <laughs> <laughs> Just posing a hypothetical. Uh, look, I think working with good people is the way to, to beat anything. You can you can have an idea or you can have a, a vision, but if you don't have good people around you, like you can't do it. So yep. hey, media stable. There you go. Well, <laughs> coming on come on in, Will. Hey, um, one of the things I did really love about that, um, where your interview style where you would go out and engage the the expert or the the person that you're interviewing, find out a little bit more. Don't come in so cold. But that's a message out there for experts as well. Don't feel like you can't get in there and have a chat to mm. the to the producer or to the presenter a little bit earlier. Get a bit of a feel for for where they're going with it because it, it does take the ease, the pain, the nervousness away. And it, get it you a bit more into your zone where you can you get can. your best performance. Yeah, I would say as the the broadcaster who's experienced that, like if you can, yeah, ideal. And and as a as an interviewer, you're right, Will. You've got to take that time. It's part of the job to warm up mm. that that interview guest. But sometimes. Uh, on the other side of the coin, don't be perturbed if you don't get that moment. No one means ill for you. It's just that the show's busy. Uh, there's been a last minute change, and sure. sometimes you're going to be shunted into the chair. And it's like, I'm sorry, you've got ten seconds. We're about to go. So have a little strategy in mind to help yourself calm down. Well, because you you come across uh, more knowledgeable if you're relaxed. Yeah. Like um, the difference between an expert that has the same amount of knowledge as each other. But one's relaxed and one's uptight. Well, yeah. you, you're gonna you're gonna listen to the one that's relaxed. So Your if you can yeah. put something in place that does relax, like I get I get nervous. I get nervous before I host or broadcast. I get really nervous. But if I can take a few deep breaths, just yeah. relax, think what's the worst thing that could possibly happen? Probably defame someone or <laughs> um, I know, I know, <laughs> swear or something. But even if you do that, you're allowed, a, you're allowed to sweat. Button. You're allowed to sweat, and there's no dump button. This is all live, raw, and uh, it's only because we don't like to edit and put extra resources. <laughs> don't worry, it. I don't edit either, and that's exactly why. <laughs> but editing, if you edit, then you're taking away the real element. Yeah, from real. It. And I, I love real, and mm. I love that what you're doing there, Will, is that you are real, mm. and uh, and I think that's a rare commodity there these days. Comes mm. in some of our presenters and some of the media because I think it's there's some of them just going through the motions, whereas I sense that Will really does find out a little bit more about the person and who they're interviewing. And I, and I think that's unique to you and also to you dive and ask the questions that are it, it could very be, different. It could be inexperienced as well. Like I, I haven't been in the media industry. Like I have yeah. been, but not really. I'm not I'm not blighted by kind of any egos or yeah. any any politics because 
yeah, I don't really buy into that. I just and you're kinda, not jaded yet. No, that's it. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Keyword, yet. Yes. It'll come. It'll come. <laughs> hey, calms. You're on the Experts podcast. So things are only going up further for you. <laughs> hey, uh, we've run out of time. I will, I, I've will. i got to ask you, though, this one question. Yes. You filled in over the summer for Mills. He did an amazing job. You interviewed all of his people and others. Who was your best interview over the summer period? Do, would you want me to just say Nick Hayes or do, do, would oh. you want me to pretend? No, who was it? Was it? Was it, did you? What did? Who did was you really enjoy me? speaking to? No, I, I, I'll say it was you, Nick. But but who did I really enjoy? No, yeah. you you were great, Nick, because you get it right. People who get it and can get relaxed and you mm. can have banter. That that's the best radio. It doesn't matter who it is. Yeah, if you can have banter. The the one the one that I enjoyed the most, I interviewed a quantum. Uh, physicist and quantum quantum computing expert that yeah. I was just so out of my depth. Yeah. Wow. I just had no idea what yeah. he was talking about. But it made me nervous to interview. I, I needed to listen to every word he said because the next question coming up, if you're not listening, it's just you just sound like an idiot because yeah. he's yeah. so intelligent. And so, so that taps into that 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 junky yeah. experience of going. I love being nervous now. Like yeah. when you get put out of your comfort zone again after yep. you've started to get used to something, you get a real hit of dopamine and adrenaline know, like this know, is awesome I know we're wrapping up but that's yeah. what that's footy and media are the same I get the same it's the closest feeling I've had to playing footy is yep. broadcasting wow is like especially at the ABC I was more nervous at the ABC because you're doing everything is pressing that start button to yeah. start the show yeah and then finishing it, it's it's the same feel. I, it's it's very similar feeling to playing a game of footy. Yeah. How cool is that? So rewarding, you mm. know. And I often say this, and I think it's misinterpreted sometimes to say if your job doesn't make you nervous anymore, time for a new job. <sighs> what I mean, you know, it's okay to be relaxed and comfortable, but mm. it's a thrill when you really get nervous again, and it can really teach you what you're capable of. It, it takes you to another level. It, it takes you to the best that you can possibly be. And to your point, Carmen, if you don't get nervous, you don't care. Mm. And and when you don't care, you've got to get out of what you're doing. Mm. Um, I love that. Hey, Will, awesome. Hey, if people want to get in contact with you, how do they do it? Ooh. Hello at backchatpodcast.com.au. I reckon it's one of my 10 emails, but that'll get me. <laughs> Hello at backchatpodcast.com.au. You can find us on social as well. We're, we're, we're out and about. And one of my, one of my, one of my um, neighbours is a big listener of the podcast. He, said, and he saw photos of us um, on Instagram, but he said, have you listened to his podcast? And I said, oh, has he got a podcast? <laughs> but I'm into it now and I love it. And that's, what, that's how you find out. Yep. Mm. These are the things that are going on. So sign up to, what is it? It's Backchat. Back yep. chat, get on, get involved. Maddie Pavlich coming up next week. Oh, oh, Schofield nice. v Pavlich oh, off the field. Bit of West Coast versus Frio. Mm. Well, I tell you what, Carmen, don't you listen? You might go back to Frio. <laughs> oh, no, uh, awkward, awkward. Well, don't tell Pav I jumped off. <laughs> Be the first question I ask. <laughs> it's another great experts a podcast. Will Schofield with us. Thanks for joining us, Carms. Look forward to having you next week when we chat to another expert Can't or wait. another media. You've been listening to The Experts Podcast, powered by Media Stable. If you'd like to get in contact with the team, head to mediastable.com.au.